People have read it what makes you believe in the paranormal ghosts, demons, angels, etc. I had some unexplained things happen to me as a kid, but not so much as an adult, except in one house that my cousin lived in, with his girlfriend, newborn and best friend. It's kind of hard to explain the setup of the basement so I'll do my best. The stairs going down have walls on both sides, with it being down the middle of the house. On the left was a bedroom, closet and game room. The right was a little living room the back door and the door to the laundry room. If you walked through the laundry room you pass the washer dryer, then a small bathroom kind of turned by the water heater and there was another doorway to a room. It was almost hidden, but an interesting little hangout space. We kept a wooden table all the way back in that room to hang out and not disturb the new mom and baby. One afternoon the friend and I were watching a movie out in the living room area on a broken TV. It was a little too bright to see so I went back to the chill room and grabbed a chair from the table, brought it all the way out and used it to hang a blanket over the window, put the chair back and get back to the movie. About 20 minutes later my cousin comes down to check laundry, opens the door and asked why the FK. We would leave a chair right on the other side of the door. Somehow in that short period of time that chair had been moved by something through that laundry room. We later heard a rumor that someone hung themselves in the basement, but could never find solid proof. A few other things happened there, like things going missing being moved. Random, blue blurs showing up in photos of what was supposed to be the nursery for baby. Voices coming over baby monitors, disembodied laughter, etc. Weirdest part for me is that these things just happened to stop when the baby was no longer in the house. I used to live in a house that was brand new, saw it getting built from the ground up. A lot of things has been happening when, me and my family moved there a few months after it was done getting built. I would hear dishes being moved in the sink in the middle of the night and nobody will be in the kitchen this late at night. My aunt would visit me and my family from Mexico and she would sleep in my little brother's room and she would say she doesn't want to sleep there anymore she will hear scratches under the bed and stuff moving around in the closet and hear the closet door getting clawed. The one thing that stood out was my niece wanted to ride her bike around in the garage. Few minutes later she came out running and started crying hysterically because she saw a scary little girl with a white dress coming down from the attic we have in the garage. Family members would come stay in our house and wouldn't want to stay there anymore cause they will hear things all the time came to found out that the land that the house was built on top used to be a graveyard. I wasn't scared living there at all. I didn't mind that they were ghosts in our home. I was on the Queen Mary with my fiancé. We went on one of these haunted tours. Neither of us believed in the paranormal, but we wanted to do the tour because it supposedly is the most haunted ship in the world and we thought it would be kinda fun. The tour got down to the boiler room and we were standing there listening to the tour guide when my fiancé felt a chill go through him. He turned to me and said I feel so cold and I apparently looked at him in fear. Then I started to feel really faint. I felt dizzy and had like a colorful static come over my eyes. It felt like I was being pushed down. It was so ducking scary because I've never felt like that before. I've never fainted. And I didn't feel faint before going down to that room. My fiancé literally had to carry me out of there because I couldn't stand. Then when we got out of the boiler room, it was like a switch. I was pretty much fine. I was really shaken but physically I was fine. To this day, both of us have no explanation for what happened. We looked online at other Queen Mary experiences and the ghosts and I'm very certain that I've narrowed it down to the ghost that attacked me, but I'm not 100% sure. I'm still not 100% certain that all the paranormal stuff exists but I think there's certainly something unexplainable that happened to us and it has made me much more willing to believe in the paranormal especially ghosts and demons. I have had and heard many ghost stories all my life as Ty, but a recent story from one of my best friend is the scariest I have heard. Around year ago, my best friend I will call him D from now on, 
had to travel to the city near Bangkok to work. As a night prior he had to work late night. So he and the other two of his friends left Bangkok around midnight. D is so tired so he laid asleep on the back seat and expected to wake up on arrival. But then he woke up somewhere because the wheel was stuck on something and totally stopped. The car won't move at all so his friend, who is the driver, went down the car and checked it. Turned out a piece of truck tire was blocking the wheel. His friend was thinking nothing of it, removed it and came back to the driver's seat and moved on. So now D was awakened. He started to observe the surrounding. It is a barely two-lane dirt road without any street light. They went in deeper to the road and there are a lot of turns. After a while, the road started to get smaller to the point the banana tree on. The side of the road started to hit both sides of the car. They kept on driving for so long and then the wheel was stuck again. His friend went down to check and saw the piece of truck tire, blocked the wheel again. He removed it, got back in the car but this time he was scared. The phone connection on their phones were lost so the driver had to keep going. As the car moved, D was annoyed and he is not scared of the ghost or any shit. So, he pushed the mirror down and shouted if you won't stop, I will ducking curse you to hell to the darkness. Right after his last word, they all heard a long blood, curdling scream of the woman from out of nowhere directed to them. Now his driver started to lose it. The passengers started screaming. While D was shocked, the driver successfully made a U-turn and nope the duck out of there. On the way back out, it was just the straight road, no turn at all, and it just took them like 5 minutes to get out to the community area with a lots of street food and convenience store. They called their friend who is at the destination, the place it just next to, that dirt road entrance. When they arrived he wanna talk about it but others refused to. So everybody just went to sleep. The next day after they finished their work, they came back to the house and had met the house owner's mom. So she said the road they got in is right. At the back of the house, D went to take a look and see a small hut with a lot of jars on the other side of the fence. Turned out it is a witch doctor house who had raised a lot of ghosts as a servants. That evening they just packed and head back to Bangkok. Two months later, the house owner texted D and said that witch doctor came looking for him. Asking the house owner for D name and said that wanna kill D cause of what he shouted out of the window that night. The witch doctor, who has never met D, described D appearances correctly. The house owner refused to tell him. But then the house owner sent him the video his sibling took while he was talking to the witch doctor. In the video, the house owner was standing there talking alone. No witch doctor. No one. The second time, that witch doctor came asked him about D. Again, house owner refused again. Then later the hut burned down mysteriously to the ground and that witch doctor was gone. Let me preface this by saying that while I believe there are things people experience that defy reason I always try to find a rational explanation before immediately jumping to the conclusion that it is paranormal. That being said, there are times when I just haven't been able to find a logical explanation, and am just left wondering. In any case, I am 40, I am gainfully employed, don't do drugs and only drink on occasion. I have 3 kids 10. 12 and 19. I've been married for 20 years, some of them good. In general I believe myself to be a good person, never willfully harming anyone and tend towards being cheerful. The earliest instance I can remember is being 6 or 7, calling for my mom because I was so thirsty. It was nighttime. I was in bed. I recall seeing my mom approach, arm extended with a glass of water. I sat up and reached for her but my hand went right through her. I looked up at her, confused and it wasn't my mom. After all, it was another lady and she sort of just dissolved as I started. A. We could chalk that up to me just being addled with sleep, moving right along. Same house, right around the same age. We had a large, extended family and they were always coming over to visit. Aunts, uncles, cousins, friends. There always seemed to be a party going on. Noisy chatter. Kids, running amok. And in the midst of this, of course, was Tio Nico. Tio Nico would sit there and grin, taking in all the noise and revelry, winking at me every now and again. 
Then my dad was promoted, which meant more money, and he and my mom were finally able to afford moving us out of that tiny one-bedroom house and buy our first home. Family and friends continued to come over to the new house but after a while I realized I hadn't seen Tio Nico in some time. So I asked my parents about him and they had no idea who I was talking about. In fact no one in the family knew. It bothered me for some time then years later 10 or more my mom tells me she ran into our old landlady. They hadn't seen each other since we'd moved out and since we'd always been good tenants she was very happy to catch up with my mom. During the course of conversation she asked my mom whether we'd ever experienced any unusual events at the house. My mom told her no. The landlady, I think her name was Mary said she hadn't been able to keep tenants in that house since we'd moved. She said tenants complained of seeing an old man about the place. You don't think they mean Don Nicholas, do you? She asked my mom, apparently referring to a neighbor who had passed away in his sleep in the house next to the one we used to rent. My mom was so excited to tell me she had figured out who Tio Nico was. Only thing was the guy had passed on when I was around two and so couldn't have been around when I claimed to have seen him hanging around with the family. But we can just chalk that up to coincidence and who knows, maybe some random, old lurker had surreptitious usly hung out with us and no one but myself had noticed. So now we're onto the new family home, a 1950s, one-story ranch style, three-bed, one-bath home. There was a detached garage, and next to it a two-bed, one-bath guesthouse that we kids used to keep our toys and play school in. You could not stay in that guesthouse by yourself without feeling as if someone was watching you. The feeling was so intense that we would run out of there sometimes. My mom said we were silly but even she wouldn't venture near it alone without one of his in tow or with my dad. At night we could hear the sound of chains drag across the concrete driveway. To date my sister, who bought the house from my parents, says you can hear that sound. It was brought to her attention by my nieces. She flipped out about it because she remembered hearing that same sound when we were growing up in the house. My bedroom was the front room and if I didn't close my door at night something would walk in, stand by my bed, then walk across the room to the large, full-length mirror that was propped against the wall and knock on it. As soon as that happened the feeling of a presence in the room was gone. I don't know or understand why a closed door would preclude this occurrence but I soon learned it was the only way to keep it from happening. Once we woke once to the sound of our parents whispering worriedly, it was a strangely disquieting sound. To hear one's parents sound afraid, I jumped out of bed and ran to the living room and saw them standing by the big bay window facing the front yard and a large oak tree. Our two dogs, a collie mix and lab mix, were sitting facing the tree. At attention it seemed, I asked what was going on and my parents shushed me, told me to go back to bed, but I couldn't. I wanted to know what Lady and Balor were up to. Every now and again, they'd turn their heads to look our way but would then turn their attention back to the tree. I heard my mom ask my dad, can you still see him? And my dad nodded and pointed. I looked, straining my eyes against the darkness and realized that there was a man leaning against the tree, just on the other side of the fence. He was wearing a long coat and a hat and I felt cold and terrified. Who was he and why was he out there? Call 911. I hissed, but my dad just told me again to go to bed. Frustrated and frightened I waited beside them and must have fallen asleep at some point. I woke up in my own room, remembering the night before and wondering what the resolution had been. Somehow I forgot to ask. The day unfolded like any other and the incident completely slipped my mind. Then that night the whole thing repeated itself and somewhere in the midst of it I got the strangest sense of deja vu. I insisted to my parents that this same thing had already happened the night before. I even told them about the man standing by the tree. They seemed worried. Before we could discuss it further our dogs began to bark furiously. They hurled themselves at the fence, baring their teeth the whole bit. As we watched the man who had been leaning against the tree seemed to grow and blend into the tree. Into the darkness, the dogs stopped barking. They looked back towards us and then sauntered slowly to the porch. My dad brought them in. 
they were quivering, they seemed restless, it was unsettling. Over the course of the 12 or so years that I lived there we all experienced strange things. My dad worked second shift, 3 to 12.30. During the week in my mom would do a fair amount of housework in the middle of the night and wait up for him to get home. She said she always felt watched or as if someone were standing behind her. Pictures would fall off walls. This happened once at Thanksgiving with several family members present. Anyway, I've droned on and on. I've got so many other experiences to relate but it's 2.30am, and I am getting sleepy. Good night, Reddit. I grew up in rural Maine, and the house I grew up in was extremely haunted, like, legit some Stephen King shit. First day we moved in, my dad was walking down the hallway from his room, when he felt something following him. It felt, small and was moving clumsily, so he thought it was me two years old and kept walking to the kitchen. Once he got there, he went to turn towards me to ask if I wanted a sandwich, but, when he turned around it wasn't me, it was a small pitch dark orb that giggled and ran into the wall. One night, my mom and my dad both suddenly heard me crying. But when they went to check on me, I wasn't in my room. Let it be said they had one of those tall baby gates that was a good inch above my height. There was nothing near the baby gate, that I could have climbed jumped off of to get over it. Yet they found me in the kitchen, facing the door to the side storage room, crying mommy mommy help me. They have never, figured out how I got over the baby gate without harming myself or without the help of an object. The doors to our shower were frosted glass. But you could, always see through it kinda, if you were standing in there, cleaning the inside of the doors or cleaning the tub, you would only see the outline of the toilet sink window, but every, goddamn time I went to take a shower, a shadow of a large man would always slowly appear the longer I stayed in, no it wasn't the steam, I tested that right before I left ran the shower and, stood half and half out of it, couldn't see anything in the actual room but could see the shadow through the door. Rubbed the door to see if it was steam and nope, it wasn't. Freaked me the duck out every time, sitting in my living room, and could see down the hall to the two bedrooms in the house. My door was open, and my full-length mirror showed myself sitting in the recliner on my iPod touch. When I looked up, my face wasn't my face, just some void with no eyes and melting lips. Kept my mirror turned around the rest of the time I lived there, and made my dad make a salt line in the entrance of our new apartment so that when I brought the mirror in, nothing would come in it. We figured out we were moving, and that's all we talked about. We were all happy to move, and we started packing as soon as we knew. Whatever was in that house wasn't happy, cause the activity picked up. Started hearing jumping on my dad's bed, springs creaking and such and heard little kids giggling. When my mom and I went in there, two little feet imprints stood on the bed, and jumped off after my mom told them to leave I, suddenly started waking up at 3-7 am every night, to the smell of lavender that was also slightly sour. Things would go missing that we knew we had left in a particular spot, you know, classic, ghost spirit demons trying to mess with your shit. Last day we lived there, everyone had left to bring the U-Haul to, the new place 45 minutes away. I had stayed behind with my mom, because there wasn't enough room until they unloaded everything. Was sitting in my room, reminiscing and thinking, about my life. When the fan in my window turned on, with this kind of fan, if it ever got too windy outside, it would speed the blades up enough to turn it on because it was so old and slightly, broken too. Well, I left it on for a bit, but it was getting cold so I stood up to turn it off. When I looked outside, no wind, still trees, literally no sign of any wind after a minute of watching. I, shrugged and just thought maybe it was just finally breaking and it would just always keep turning on and off. I went to unplug the cord, and froze when I saw that it wasn't even, plugged in. No wind, unplugged, and going full force. As the room got colder and colder, like way colder than it would get with the fan on, I booked it out of the room, and stayed outside, until my dad got back. So, yeah, some weird shit went on there. I also used to sleep in, my dad's room when he started to work overnight. And every night at 2am I would wake up crying, 
staring at the corner of the room. Will the TV would be static, even though we had left it on. A channel. I hope to go back one day just to see it one more time. My family and I had many experiences that seemed very paranormal and guests that stayed over experienced some of it, as well. When I was in the fifth grade my family moved to a military base in Germany. We moved into a house that seemed pretty normal but not long after we moved in there was many, strange things that happened to make us all believe that the paranormal is a real thing. One instance was one day after school I walked home alone like any other stay. As I got to the front door and opened it, all the doors that were visible from the front door, which was four, were slamming open and close repeatedly. I stood there for about five seconds scared shitless, before I noped the hell out of there and waited outside for my brother to come home, just to get a better visual. Once you open the front door there is a hallway and you can see the doors of the bathroom a bedroom, the basement, and a closet. I waited outside for about 30 minutes and my brother finally got home and was with his friend. He asked me why I was waiting outside, and I told him what I just saw. His friend and him didn't believe me and went up to the house while I waited outside. Not a minute later my brother and his friend came running back outside to me and told me what they saw. They said they saw the same thing with the doors and also heard yelling coming from the basement. My brother and his friend proceeded to leave me alone outside while they went to a rec center for teenagers. I wasn't old enough so I just waited for my dad to get home from work. Eventually while waiting for my dad for an hour I thought he was taking too long and decided to just run into the house and into the living room and hope I didn't get killed. I did just that and all of the paranormal activity stopped. Before I even got back into the house, I think if it was still happening I would have just continued to wait outside. My brother and I told my dad what happened but I don't think he believed us or came up with some random explanation. I don't really remember how exactly he reacted to that. One other thing my dad experienced was a dark figure of a man that would walk down the hallway and walk around downstairs in the basement. My dad told us that when we were away in the US for the summer and he was home alone. He would see a dark figure open doors and go into rooms. I remember one story he said was that he was downstairs in the basement. The basement included another hallway, two bedrooms for my brother and me, and a bathroom with the laundry machine and dryer. While in the basement he was doing laundry and kept our bedroom doors closed since we weren't there but suddenly he heard a door open and went and looked down the hallway and said he saw someone walk into my bedroom. He checked but didn't see anyone but told us that it was really creepy and became a believer after a few instances of similar paranormal experiences in the house. Many friends that have stayed over have seen this black figure of a man walking around and even seen doors randomly opening or closing. I eventually even had to move to a bedroom upstairs since the stuff downstairs that I saw kept me from wanting to sleep in my own bedroom. I have so many stories of things that have happened in that house but don't want to overload everyone with stories. I lived in that house for 5 years and enjoyed most of my time there except for the occasional ghost shit that happened. This happened a few years ago but I remember it very clearly. I was up late one night, reading some stuff on my phone, deciding it would be a good time to stop and get some sleep. I closed the screen and turned to the other side of the bed since I like feeling the coolness of the sheets. I see a man standing in front of my door, only it was a silhouette of a man. Just a black figure, standing there like it was waiting for something. Now I know it wasn't a person cause they would need to open the door. And even if I am in a dead sleep as soon as my door opens I am wide awake. Luckily, it had its back turned to me I suppose. I continued to stare at it for a good minute making sure that it wasn't my eyes playing tricks on me. They weren't. To further prove to myself I wasn't dreaming or anything of the sort I called out my sister's name. I knew it couldn't be her standing there. 
but it couldn't hurt to see. After I did that the shadowy figure simply faded away, like it got chased off. I lay on my back thinking that what happened wasn't real and I was in a dreamlike state where I am still conscious of my surroundings. A minute later my mom opens the door and calls out to me to see if I am still awake, but I pretended to be asleep. That meant that she heard me call out my sister's name. That meant everything that happened was real. I didn't sleep until it was clearly morning that day. As a person who has never been spiritually gifted compared to other members of the family, I was never afraid of the supernatural. I am not a skeptic, mind you, because I believe on what my family has experienced but because knowing that I wouldn't experience these, I was never afraid of the dark. Three years ago, I joined a youth camp by a church my aunt was connected with. That was my first time joining a camp so I was pretty excited. I should tell first that the sleeping arrangements was that the girls slept in three cabins I was assigned in the middle and the boys slept in the function hall. Each cabin had a bathroom and shower room outside the rooms that the girls can use while the boys may use the function hall's bathroom and one that was built between the first and the middle cabin. Nothing much happened during the first few days except from time to time I saw what I thought was a black dog peeking down from the incomplete high ceiling of the function hall. Then on the afternoon of the last night a friend of mine who was a member of the church was unusually tense. I asked what's up and he just said that he was on high alert because it was the last night. Something always happened on the last night. I just shrugged this off because I didn't know what he was talking about. This was a church youth camp. The whole thing must have been full of prayers and blessings. The last activity before bed had always been a praise and worship and this night was no different. As a new camper, I was initially kinda shy and hesitant participating in this part but on the last night, the energy was strong and thinking that it was the last night, I gave my all singing and worshipping. What I noticed though was it was longer than usual, as in one song was repeated over and over again. I found this odd but didn't mind it. Seeing as it was a good song and I had memorized it now and can easily sing along with it. Because of this, we ended later than usual. After this the girls went back to the cabins and did our thing. Before going to bed, one of my roommates tend to avoid this rush so she always go after everyone was done. But she was also a sacred cat and seeing as I am not that easily scared I always went with her. I was outside the bathroom leaning on the railings looking out to the nature around me when I saw something black moving towards the first cabin. I thought it was one of the boys who was using the out bathroom between the two cabins and was now walking towards the function hall. I couldn't see him clearly because it was dark but I was sure something black was walking away. From where I was standing I could see all three the out bathroom, the first cabin in the function hall further away than I heard a noise. I actually thought the first cabin was singing and I remember thinking wow, these church members are the real deal. Even if the activity is done, they still continued inside the cabin but what happened next was a young girl suddenly running outside crying for help. I couldn't understand what she was saying at first because she was sobbing and was bit far but as she got nearer, I heard her say someone got possessed inside the cabin. I immediately called my roommate and told her what was happening. I ran down expecting her to follow me to the function hall and call the adults but I saw her running towards the first cabin. I continued running until I came across one of the church moderators. He heard from the distance the shouting and so I told him that someone got possessed in the first cabin. He told me to stay in the function hall and wait for further instructions. I stayed with my brother and told him what was going on. Minutes later, the other girls came bringing their stuffs. Someone thankfully brought mine and I learned that no one should be sleeping outside the function hall. Then I saw my roommate. She was being carried by two men together with two three other girls. They were all unconscious. I suddenly remembered the black thing that I saw so I told my brother about it. Right after I finished telling him, the man I came across with picked up the mic and announced for everybody to stay calm and not be afraid. To not let the big black entity in and scare us. I learned later on that the reason the praise and worship ended. Late was because someone at the back got possessed and the moderators was helping and so they had to keep the music going so as to not scare the other participants.
Next was the girls on the first cab and saw two black hands on the back window reaching up and holding on the sill then something peeking in from outside. That's when the possession started. I am still not sure if what I saw were precursors of the things that possessed all those people but I never saw or experienced anything like it after that. Though it definitely made me more wary of the dark. DLDR joined a church youth camp. Was seeing a what I thought was black dog around the high ceilings of the function hall then someone got possessed on the last night. Saw a black entity walking towards the girl's first cabin and more people got possessed. My grandmother died from a condition called multiple system atrophy. The months leading up to her death, she was getting healthier. She was more responsive and could manage to eat drink liquid food, which had previously been an issue. We were preparing for her birthday. There was a program at our local hospital that was sorta of part nursing home, sorta of part vacation. It was intended as a couple weeks retreat from their home to get them out of the house, give their family a break from caring 24 seven and give them easy access to activities appropriate for their quality of life. She was excited for it as she would be closer to her family. So we'd all be able to give her a birthday party that same weekend. It was my boyfriend's birthday. His parents invited us to their trailer to go camping for the weekend. So the plan was to have the birthday party with my nan on Friday, then go with his parents to their trailer and stay for the rest of the weekend. That Thursday, while I was sleeping, I had only one memorable dream. In my dream, it was night and I was lying in bed sleeping exactly as I was in real life. My phone, at the foot of the bed, buzzed. I jolted up and opened a text. It was a dream, so the words were weird and hard to read, but I made out your grandmother is in the hospital. Don't forget to say I love you to her. She is going to say goodbye. After reading it, I passively put it down where it was and flopped back to sleep. When I woke up, I didn't move for a long time. I was going through the dream in my head, trying to work out the details. I checked my phone with a bad feeling in my gut. But I was relieved to find it empty of notifications. Since it was still early, I rolled over and went back to sleep. I thought nothing more of it until my mom texted later that morning. She informed me that when she went to Nan's house earlier to get her ready to go to the hospital program, my Nan was in bad condition. She was barely responsive and having trouble breathing. They called an ambulance and she was transferred to the ICU. She didn't want me to cancel my plans with my boyfriend, though because she was stabilized and the doctors were fairly sure that she wasn't in any immediate danger. Given the dream I had, I knew I wasn't going to skip this chance to see her. Although I couldn't go that first day, since she was unconscious from pain meds, I decided that I would be there as soon as possible. The next day, she was awake and alert. We were able to visit her. I did what the dream text told me to do. She seemed okay for most of the day, but near the end she started deteriorating again. She begged non-stop for water. At the end of the day, the doctors took us into a private room and told us that she will die before she leaves the hospital. She survived to Sunday. I had brainstormed all night and ways to cheer her up with the limited resources I had staying at my boyfriend's house. I really wanted her to be able to say goodbye to the little kids she wasn't able to see. Her being in the ICU and all. Instead, I went through a year's worth of photos of our family on my see. Of all things, it had a bigger screen than my phone. She laughed at my sister making silly faces and then told us to get out. My mother suggested we go out for lunch since it was my boyfriend's birthday. When we got back, we learned that not 10 minutes after we left, she died. That morning, just before we had first visited there, she had her wish. They gave her a last drink of water. Her body, as predicted, couldn't handle it. But she knew the consequences, and she got to choose how she died. Just like she always wanted, she was a nurse in the cancer ward, so she knew how bad it could get. She always wanted to die in dignity. Anyways, I got a little off track there. I truly believe that the dream changed how I would have done everything. I am certain I would have followed my mother's advice and spent the weekend away. And then my grandmother's last moments wouldn't have been laughter. 
It's comforting to me, even in all that pain. The sight of her grand children's faces brought joy to her, and I was there for it. I don't know how I would forgive myself if I missed it, so, I know it's pretty weak evidence. It doesn't prove that, psychics, or angels, or anything paranormal could be true, but it's something that was so meaningful to me, I couldn't possibly disregard it as utter nonsense. It made me think about how, other people perceive their own stories differently. If this felt genuine to me, why wouldn't it be the same for them? I personally don't remember any of this, but according to my mother, when I was really young, I gave her a very detailed explanation on how to eject out of a fighter jet, and there was no ducking way a little three-year-old me could know that back in the 90s, and I spooked the shit out of her when I told her you have to look both ways before crossing a street, that's what mommy used to say and then I proceeded to describe what my mother in a previous life looked like and then I finished it with a good old that's where I got hit by a car, four-year-old me was once poopy little shit, my mother and father also had an experience regarding my Godfather's brother who got shanked in prison and died. House suddenly got cold and they saw him walk through the hallway, supposedly to visit one last time. This was before my time or right after I popped into the world. I can't remember. There was also that one thing more the clock in our home stopped dead about eight or so years ago. At the exact time my mom's best friend passed away from cancer. 2 a.m. this I saw myself. And just shortly after we both noticed the clock was stuck at 2 a.m. It started working again and reset itself to the correct time. WHCH was weird by itself since they talked just the night before on the phone and everything was going well in her recovery. My mom has small pictures of her family and that friend. And after said clock incident, the picture of her friend kept tipping over when she walked past it every now and then. They did promise each other to visit if either of them died before the other. I like to believe there is something after death. But I also want something to happen to me that would give me certain proof of it. And at the same time I don't want to witness some spoopy stuff either. I babysat for a friend a couple months ago. Her six-year-old, who hated the family dog, told me a giant shadow spider always tried to scare him at night by creeping around his bedroom when everyone was asleep. When he yelled for his mom and dad it ran away before they could see it. I told him it was a good thing he said that in front of Rosie, dogs hate shadow things. She'd take care of it. He looked at the dog, his eyes wide, like he had his very own superhero right there in his house. Turned to me and asked, really? I said, yeah, dogs and cats protect us from that stuff. I thought, everybody knew that. You just have to tell her or she won't know she has to watch out for it. A couple weeks later his mom came to work, huge smile on her face, and told me she and her husband were praising the kid for not yelling for them at night anymore. He told them Jennifer was right, Rosie really does keep the shadow spider away. I did not expect the kid to hold on to that belief. He has a 12 year old brother who does a fine big brother job of fact checking him. His parents are very matter of fact with the kids. No Santas and Easter bunnies go to their house, but on this one, they let him believe. For the record, I believe that myself as a kid, it was a fact that nothing tried to get me as long as my pets were around. After the shadow man visited me I kept my bedroom door shut and one of our dogs or cats with me at night. Never saw the shadow man again. That's pretty much scientific validation right there. Thanks for watching. Don't leave before leaving a like to this video, also hit the subscribe button to support my work. And as always, have a horrific nightmare my dear.